to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sex guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Today, I have someone that I'm welcoming back, back, back again to the pod. Please welcome to the mic, everybody, <laughs> creator and asexual activist, Holly Wider. Hello, Holly. Hello. Welcome Hello. Hello. Back. <laughs> I know. Thank you for having me. I feel like it's a lifetime ago that I spoke to you. Yeah, you were like telling me it was like years. I was like, oh my God, where yeah. is the time? Yeah. God. Yeah. I can still like picture picture that. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Flashback to that interview and I'm like, wow, who was I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A, a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much mm-hmm, has happened mm-hmm. since then that I feel yes. like yes. will be great. Uh, great listening. Great, easy listening yeah, for people. I, will, I hope so. I do hope so. <laughs> How's your pandemic been? Hopefully not too oh, bad for you. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, no, actually not too bad. It's. Uh, it was nice to, it was nice at the beginning because uh, I got to have a break. And yeah, I, I don't know, know right? the last time I've ever had a break in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, now it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, so now what? Uh, but there was a, a good chunk of time, probably about a year I was working um in film like in the film office so that was kind mm-hmm. of different and it kept me busy and it was well paid so that was nice for a bit yeah uh, that's but lucky. also the politics of film uh makes my creative brain sulk so i had to get out of that uh <laughs> but it was good for what it was mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i hear you i'm mm-hmm. i'm very thankful to have the work that i have i like pivoted online yeah. my stuff to online was able to make nice. a pretty good go of that so like super thankful but um yeah at the beginning though i was like yes I, i'm that person too where i'm like wow i've never had a break ever mm-hmm. and it's literally forcing yeah. me to have a break so i'm like okay maybe i don't mind this yeah. at the very beginning yes <laughs> and then very very soon retracted that statement it redacted it yeah. <laughs> from my re- the records feel that oh my god yeah yep yeah, that. And here we are. Another and lockdown. And here we are. So. Yeah, another lockdown happening. Mm-hmm. Um, were you mm-hmm. able to like return to some semblance of normalcy, you know, when numbers were really low here in Toronto or what what was up with you? Yeah, I I think so. Like I because I was working in a film office, I feel like I wasn't really affected because I was still working full time. So I was going to work even when like things were open and then things closed again. So it was kind of like I didn't really feel the effects of the pandemic uh, until recently I started working at an escape room. And so I was working as like like the lead bartender there because they have a lounge area, which is really cool. And uh, it's shut down, obviously. Uh, so right now, I'm I'm actually unemployed. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of now I'm now I'm feeling the effect the effects of it again. But yeah, I was able to kind of I guess see people. Uh, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to like actually have a birthday party because it was in November. And, oh, perfect. You know, there were people in a room, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. So <laughs> wild. Uh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was very wild. Very very wild. It very. Mm-hmm. I, I went, yeah, in, um, like, before Omicron really mm-hmm. dropped here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had went to one, like, event. One event with okay. lots of people, like, a people. couple weeks yeah. before. Yeah, and it it felt crazy. I'm like, is this legal? <laughs> is this allowed? Yeah. Um, oh, my God, yes. So, yeah, it felt so weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, before that, yeah. hadn't been in a room with, like, you know, more than a couple people in so long. Totally. And other than, like, yeah. going to the grocery store where there was lots <laughs> of people around, but, you know, it was, like, yeah. a, a kind of a large-scale event party yeah that it was finally like okay I think we can start doing stuff like this again and then two weeks later mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. 
Nope, no, get cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, Shut down all the plans. Yeah, all literally. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I did that one thing. Cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I recently got very into video games, so that's kind of like really yep. been nice to just I don't have any responsibility so I will just play these games and not feel guilty about it yeah you're too you good on twitch right I did yeah I'm on twitch so I nice. uh, I just I'm just I'm very close to the affiliate status which is like the first step of uh like, monetizing I guess, getting monetizing yeah that's the word uh right. so I'm, I'm I'm getting there I found myself a little community uh someone just like popped in my stream randomly and he was like I have this community of like queer uh gamers so if you want to join and I was like awesome so that's fun. Um, And I reconnected with a friend who lives in Ottawa who does like a music stream. She's musical comedy. And uh, we've been really connecting over Twitch. So it's actually been really nice to have like a weird online community because I've never been like an online social person. Very cool. And we, of course, will drop your Twitch link at the end of the pod if if you so wish to share them. Uh, But since you're speaking of community, I know you have kind of a cool story Mm -hmm. since the last time we talked about um, you creating a show that talked a lot about your your identity and your sexuality and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And that led you to like finding a community and kind of coming more into yourself. So when can you tell me about like the beginning of kind of that second this this sec- second part of your journey yeah so it's it was very crazy because I like I'm not I've never really been like a person in a, a like a relationshipy person and mm-hmm. so I was making this uh, show which was it stemmed from a terrible relationship that wasn't a relationship <laughs> you know one of those yeah yeah um, one of those. With, yeah yeah, which with someone I dated at work which was just bad and it was like a very bad situation because I was clo- they, we were all similar friend groups and then it became like he stopped acknowledging me as a person and I was like I'm oh. pretty sure like I'm pretty sure we had sex did we have sex I'm pretty sure we did like that was a thing we we were hanging out like a lot and yeah. then I stopped existing and I was like this is very weird and gaslighty and so mm. of course as a creator I was like I'm gonna use it as art therapy and wrote a show about that kind of um experience yeah and used my like asexual identity as a way to kind of like narrate the story of this character coming into her own and also questioning like how do I see a relationship how does that work in regards to like the people I'm around like where does sex fit into that because a lot of people think that if you're asexual you don't have sex which is not what asexuality means it just means you lack sexual attraction um so people get very confused so it was like the character's journey but also my own and like while I'm writing the show I ended up in multiple relationships so it was like very strange because I was writing this show about being very alone and like being abandoned by this guy while also happened to like end up dating like four people who all saw the show and I was like this is so funny I love this for you yeah (laughs) like yeah my boyfriend came and he's like it's very weird to be your boyfriend watching this show and I was like lol yeah yeah so they really got to know me very quick uh but yeah, so I kind of, um, so yeah, I, I guess like I had just lost my virginity last time I spoke to you mm-hmm. with this guy that I was like, so I was starting to like date as an asexual. So it was like the start of my journey. Mm-hmm. And like since then I've, I've explored multiple variations. Like I, I've done the like, let's just like have sex and see what that means for me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not really into that. And then. Uh, understanding what the romantic part of it is and kind of so I've now like fully identified if I label it as a uh, asexual pan romantic polyamorous uh, person Mm -hmm. so that is kind of where I sit and what that really means to me is that like I am able to love multiple people of multiple genders in a romantic way uh, and I date multiple people because that is just a way to share my love. Uh, but as far as sexual attraction goes, it's not stemmed from the sexual need to like, I don't know. Again, I, I have such a hard time explaining it cause I never felt sexual attraction. So I just go, I don't mm. feel the need to like person body on me thing. <laughs> uh, that's just not a thing I feel. <laughs> so those words I lack, but but, there were yeah, some words the, uh, they didn't all make sense but yeah. there were some words you yeah. just uttered yeah 
yeah <laughs> person exactly. body on me thing <laughs> on me thing yeah uh and as far as like sex goes it's very much uh active intimacy for me like i i feel very close to my my partner hmm. uh while sex is is part of it and i can i still have a sex drive so i can still like feel aroused but it's not based off of like the person and it's it's very interesting like for me, like masturbation is is I preferable because I'm like it's quick, it's easy, and I just have to do it myself. I don't have to involve anyone else, uh, and it still gets to the point. Like it still gets there. Uh, and yeah. for me, that like that's all I need. Um, but creating that intimacy with a partner, like I've really found a groove. Like I'm only dating one person right now. He unfortunately lives three and a half hours away. Oh no! Uh, so we only see him when I can, usually once a month. Um, but he is very great with uh when i'm like okay i just want to masturbate i'm just gonna do that is that a cool and he's like yeah as long as i could just sit and watch and it's like it's very um it's just very like empowering in a way where i feel like i kind of am in control of when i want to be engaging and when i don't yeah. um and he's obviously he's like obviously never forced me to feel like i have to where i dated for a while and i felt like okay we'll just like have sex because that's what you want and we'll we'll figure out later stuff from there but that's never been comfortable for me because i've just kind of been like okay i'm going through the motions because that you know is easy yeah, uh, yeah. but now I'm like at a really good place. And so I, I, I'm, I'm very aware of my asexuality in that because it's not really like driven by my partner. It's not driven by the thought of like being in that position, but like being around him and like having him just like near me, I can feel like my heart <laughs> swell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. So yeah, when I did the show, I ended up being able to connect to a bunch of asexuals and something that was really really important for me and something that I've kind of like transitioned into as a creator and my main my main goal in life my um my uh, purpose if you will is to eventually get to a place in our society that people accept the difference between sexual and romantic attraction and yes. understand what that means uh, and I think I've, I've said that to so many people and they're like oh I didn't even think of it being different and I was like yeah because you're just like I don't I don't want to say normal but I'm like you have the you are attracted sexually to someone and then also romantically attracted to that same person gender whatever mm -hmm. uh, but I think we as a society would be so much more um, open and understanding if we could also understand like okay so I'm sexually attracted to blank gender but I also am romantically attracted to this other gender that I'm not sexually attracted to and that is also okay and so I want to be telling my story in a way to like get to that conversation. Uh, so I felt there's a lot of people who came to see my show, uh, Drink of Choice, at the Fringe, and then later we were mounted at Factory, who either were asexual and they're like, thank you, I've never been able to see myself represented, which is representation matters. Definitely. Uh, or, yep. Yeah. Or I had people who were like, I didn't even know this was a thing, and I, I think that might be me. And that was like something that really, really affected me and some and is also a reason why I'm like, I just need to keep creating because that yeah. that is the reason. There are so many people who don't even know this exists. Yeah. Uh, and I found out when I was in my early 20s and I think it would have helped if I found out when I was, you know, going through puberty and growing up with all these people who were like sexually engaged and aroused and attracted and felt all these emotions. And I was like, I don't understand what what is that? Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, it would and have helped me And why don't I that feel way, that, so. you know? Yeah. 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 Did so you go through, can I ask was, you, during that time as yeah. a young a young person, seeing other people date um, and be, you know, going through puberty and being super sexually charged, did you have a moment where you were like, is something wrong with me? Or were you just like, um, fuck what they're doing, I'm not into it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it was more like that. It was... I, I didn't really have a lot of friends either growing up, so I didn't I didn't end up being around groups. Like, I didn't have, like, a girl group either, and I right. would assume that, like, when you're around a bunch of girls and, like, at slumber parties, you talk about boys and uh, penises. I don't know. Again, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Uh, like, I do remember I had, a, like, a, there was a trio. There was um, my three, me and two other friends. Uh, one of the, the guy, the one guy in it, he ended up coming out as gay later on. But, like, for a weird while, like, between... I guess high school and college 
uh, or like it was all intermingled there. I remember we would just like make out with each other, but I was just like, oh yeah, this is just like a thing we do. But it was never because I was like attracted to either of them, and I don't think they were attracted to me either, or, or vice versa. Like we all kind of you know found our own way, yeah. but it wasn't like I don't know. I just remember it being like, oh yeah, okay, cool, this is a thing we're doing. Um, and I remember like the first time I really had a like intimate thing with another guy, like a one on one thing. I remember lot, like sitting there and he's like making out with me and thinking like, oh, I'm like, is this supposed to, is this it? Like, is this what we're like, am I supposed to be enjoying this? Like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> oh dear. So I think at the, yeah, I yeah. think at that moment I was like, okay, maybe there's something wrong with me. That was kind of where I started to be like, oh, okay. Like maybe I'm just like not normal. And you know, I think for a while until I found asexuality, I just thought that I was broken. I thought that like, okay, well maybe I'm gay and I just haven't had that experience yet, like with a woman because I'm right. from Thunder Bay and it's a very heteronormative <laughs> society there. Because I'm from uh, Thunder Bay, so there was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all you need to say. Yeah, because I'm from Thunder Bay. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. the thing about representation that you mentioned, mm-hmm. though, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe if you had some examples at that time in front of you you could have pointed to that and been like okay no nothing's wrong with me I'm just like that over there that I'm seeing in this tv show or or reading in this article Mm -hmm. or seeing you know in this magazine like what whatever it's gonna be uh maybe maybe would have helped you kind of come to terms with that a lot earlier yeah and a lot easier yeah and I I so I want to be that for the young young people growing yeah. up who are or who are questioning that, you know. And th- there is some representation now, but it's also still very minimal. And like, I'm very glad that th- that it does exist because, you know, uh, there's something to p- at least start. You know, there's in the sex- second season of Sex Education, there's a character who has like mm-hmm. a moment with. Uh, the main character's mom, she's like a sex therapist or whatever. So there's like a whole scene about it, which is very, it's very well done. Um, the character Todd from BoJack Horseman is asexual. Mm-hmm. And the way that they start that conversation, it was so beautiful because I, I'm i watching it and I was like, oh my God, he's asexual. But they didn't even have to say it because of the way that it was written. And so yeah. that's really nice. It's like the representation mm-hmm. of like, is this person like, is it how intentional is it and you know what I mean like because there are some characters out there that they they do uh, tackle that with Todd from Bojack but yeah I feel like a lot of like queer representation uh you know we take our favorite characters (laughs) from childhood and whatnot and we like assign that to them or we intuit that out of them but it's never explicitly stated right exactly yes yes yeah so I'm hoping to like bring more yeah, yeah, just like be yeah, some something else that people can point to and see themselves in. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's very that's very admirable <laughs> admirable work for sure. There's so many so much of what you said I I want to ask you about. I'm I'm very interested um mm-hmm. cuz I also Please. have a uh I have uh, I'm a polyamorous person as well and one of yes. my relationships yeah. is a non-sexual relationship but it is very romantic oh, and, and nice. loving and all of that right oh. so that's also something we do I love that you said this thing of like I'm gonna go in the other room and masturbate for a bit yeah that's very much something I've also experienced with my partner both, oh, both ways we both say that um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, if we just because that's the thing of like it's a physical need, and I'm getting my needs mm. met in these other way, intimate ways with the partner. But yeah. like the sexual thing isn't necessarily this thing that we need. We feel like we need to do together. Oh, I love that. Um, so we just like excuse ourselves to the other room for a minute. Yeah. If we need to go, like just experience the physical stimulation of of that, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you know come back out and you're you've got your endorphins going and go have some. Yeah. With your yeah, and this little snuggle. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes yeah. exactly. Um, I, oh, love I love that, that. you h- added this element of your partner being like, "Can I be in the room? Can I watch?" Though that's that's something that's yeah. kind of fun. I'm interested. Yeah, how... yeah, because it's not like he doesn't have to engage; he's just like watching. <laughs> yeah, can I just like be here with you? I think that's like yeah. wholesome. I don't know. Maybe it's like sexier uh, for for either of you. Maybe know. I don't even feel. But, I don't even feel like it, yeah, I don't feel, again, like, it's not, like, a weird, like, ooh, now I'm even more turned on because you're watching yes, me. It's just, yes. like, I don't know. It is, it's more of an, like, an intimacy thing of, like, I feel comfortable with him being there, like, yeah. seeing that, you know? I love that. 
because I feel like Ooh. something you can also learn, um, you know, a way one of the ways you can learn how to please your partner in bed is yes. to like watch how they please themselves, right? And I feel like yes. a lot of people are like, "Cool, I understand that concept," but that would feel just like. Right. vulnerable to do that in front of my partner you know what I mean like that feels yeah. just very exposed and I'm self-conscious about doing that um so I mm-hmm. love to hear that you're like yeah you can watch <laughs> like let's yeah. do this yeah I'd love to have you there I love you like be yeah. there with me <laughs> yeah yeah I am curious um I I I don't want to you know just start asking you about your partner and no, tell please, all their ahead. personal information but I yeah, am curious if they're on the a spectrum as well uh no he's just um he's older and he's tired <laughs> <laughs> same I mean same <laughs> I love him to bits, but he's like, I just like don't have the energy. I don't have the energy. <laughs> That's yeah. fabulous. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but um, I, I love that by the way. But like, in all seriousness, that is there are lots of ways people fit together, right? And I've had, you know, I've had experience dating ace people, people on the ace spectrum, mm-hmm. um, even though mm-hmm. I would actually identify as a hypersexual person. Um, yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. people people match in all sorts of ways with all sorts of different sex drives and all yes. sorts of different identities as far as, you know, maybe they're on the ace spectrum or and maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. And they, it still could very much work. Um, yeah. as far as a relationship goes. So I, I'm interested maybe in hearing a little bit about how, even though one of you is on the A spectrum and one of you is not, uh, what does work? How do you fit together and get both get your needs met? Yeah, um, he's, I mean, I... I just, I just really, I just really love him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think just like so much of who we are as people are very similar. Like outside of, I guess, the bedroom. Um, like he's also a gamer. Actually, he's kind of why I got really into gaming. Yeah. Um, and so we just end up spending like hours video chatting each other like every single night but most of the time we're not even talking we're just like in the same space and i think we both really like that yeah like he's kind of a hermit like he he lives like again in the middle of nowhere in a town no one's heard of Mm -hmm. in uh and he like games in a basement he has his own house there uh but he like has his own space and he likes that a lot Mm -hmm. and we've both kind of understood that like i'm in toronto i love toronto i don't end up plan I don't plan on leaving Toronto mm-hmm. um I really really want to be here for probably the rest of my life and mm-hmm. he's also understood that like he doesn't want to live in the city he wants to live close to his parents he wants to be around like his parents and he wants to have a uh, country life and so we mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. also are like of the understanding that we may never live with each other um but we get along in so many ways like we both kind of like chill at the same time and we are both understanding like sometimes they'll be like I just really want to go downstairs and and play Overwatch is that okay I'm like oh my god yeah please go play your game I'll play my game up here like yeah I was really wanting to play mine Uh, anyways so thank you for giving me an excuse to play mine yeah exactly like neither of us feel like we always have to constantly be on when we're around each other and that's really relaxing I think for both of us um And, like, he's spoken about ways, I guess, the reason he is so, like, apprehensive when he does that is because he's had girlfriends in the past who who have been offended by him gaming so much. Right. So he's appreciative that, like, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, man, game as much as you want. Um, I'm also doing my thing. And then, and then we also can spend that time together where I'm like, I really want to go just, like, lie down in bed and cuddle. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. (laughs) And, like... Even even when uh, I so I ended up spending Christmas with him, which was really lovely, and I was there for like a week and a bit. And there was one day I was just having because you know I struggle with mental health. Sure. Uh, I was just having like a really depressive day. We were playing like a, he has a VR, so we were playing this game, and then it just like hit me all of a sudden, and I was like, everything sucks. Yeah. So I just like sat down, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, um, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you wanna do you wanna stop playing games?" I was like, "You can play. I don't want to play." He's like. I don't have to play. 
uh, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm just, I think I'm just going to go lie in bed. He's like, okay, let's go lie in bed and like watch a movie. And so he's like very understanding of that side. And even like, I, I knew that he had been working all day and he probably just wanted to go back to his like his rust game. Sure. And so I'm like sitting in bed reading and he's just kind of sitting in bed on his phone and I was like, you can go, like, play your game. I know you want to. And he's like, no, I want to be here with you. And, like, that's really nice. Like, I didn't demand that of him. I don't, like, expect him to be there when I need him all the time. But he also is, like, understanding of when I need that, like, intimacy. Even just, like, having him near, even though we're not, like, talking or, like, you know, we're cuddling. Like, I'm lying in bed reading a book and he's got his arm around me. But those are things that, like, I really really need in a relationship and he understands that without me feeling like I have to tell him that yeah oh that that really seems so lovely just somebody that like gets gets what you need and also is asking you you know what how can I support you is like one of the best relationship questions you know I I feel like you can ask your partner right like how can I support you do you want me you know okay you want to lie down would you like me in the room there with you um, yeah. you know, would you like to talk or would you not like to talk? Would you like to read a book exactly. while I play on my phone and we just kind of exist together and, yeah. you know, I'm here for you if you need me and, you yeah. know, that, that's, that's really very valuable, you know. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And after the latest bout of pandemic closures, they are ready to reopen their club on February 21st. Did you know that they do fetish parties as well? Not to mention a full calendar packed with other hot events. For more info, go to clubm4.com or follow them on Instagram at clubm4.toronto. Yeah, and I think it's actually during the pandemic is uh, is kind of where I have we've really developed more of our relationship because before actually before the pandemic I mm-hmm. was uh, like in 2019 at the end of 2019 I was dating four people um, <laughs> very like, active. right like right <laughs> yeah yeah right when the pandemic hit yeah. uh, I ended up breaking up with one of my partners uh, which and uh, me I'm like. Thank God there was a pandemic because it was an excuse to break up with him because he was just toxic and a piece of shit. Oh, no. um, and then the other other partners kind of felt, eh, yeah, it's okay. It but happens. but my partner was there for me and he was like very kind and like, you know, he was listening when I wanted to talk and he also like didn't force me to talk about it and he like knew I was really upset and he was there when I needed him and um you know he was just he was just like a great rock and even when I like needed to get something out I would Mm. just say something about the relationship with my ex and he would just like sit there and he'd be like okay yeah mm -hmm." like he knew that I just needed to like rant about it and he didn't like get mad he didn't like it wasn't like a weird like jealous thing like you know it was never like or he doesn't think you're a bad person you know for like being mad or or, you know like that that's all it's okay it's okay to be mad that was a shitty thing that happened to you and it's okay to vent and I'm Mm -hmm. here to support you while you vent that's so valuable yeah and like for the beginning of the pandemic I didn't we didn't see each other for seven months like Mm -hmm. it was it was a good chunk of time we couldn't physically see each other um and like I don't even know if it was like beneficial I don't know what it was but we'd really like our relationship kind of like really bloomed uh out of that and we've just gotten like very very close and right now neither of us are dating anyone else but like we're both we're both we're poly but we're just like I don't know he's like I'm good I'm happy to just like hang out in my basement and happy on my as you mentioned he's tired yeah 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 as I mentioned yeah Yeah, if he ever does need that, you know, if he gets a spark sometime, go ahead. A spark burst Um, of energy, then maybe. (laughs) Yeah, a burst of energy might, you know, go go find someone uh, closer to his house, I guess. Um, And then I, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair. Uh, and that's that's the other thing for me is like the really the only other thing I need in a partner is um, proximity. Um, right now, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm looking for is someone who's closer. Yeah, um, that's the only issue. You know? Yeah, right now, really. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but other than that, like he like so much of what I need in a relationship, like he provides so much of that, which is why I'm like I'm not really dating at all right now. Like I have Hinge on my phone, but I'm also like ugh online dating during a pandemic yeah yeah so Mm -hmm. there's so much of what you said that's that's amazing and interesting (laughs) to me um i i love to hear about just all the ways that things that things yeah all the ways things do work and can work with having Mm -hmm. two people that identify um different ways sexually um because that's that's definitely a thing that uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe just in my sex positive bubble, I feel like that's a thing that's <laughs> actually very common for, you know, people right. to fit together and have really great connections and really great relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not, not even despite, you know, their differences, but because of their differences. Um, yeah. 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 And it's really just about communication. I mean, that's also something like being polyamorous that really um, helps me understand that too, is just like, it's so important to just communicate everything and it's like mm-hmm. or everything that that person feels comfortable communicating with you know like did you want me to tell you about my date like we can talk about it or we can just like you know when it gets to a point where like yeah exactly so just communication and that that has really helped me also like as an asexual like I've I've had really really depressive uh and like almost hateful thoughts about my sexuality sometimes because specifically like one time I was watching there's a play at Theatre Prosperi Mm-hmm. Uh, called Polyqueer Love Ballad. Okay. Uh, they were a, a couple that came from Vancouver to do their play, and they were a couple, and then they weren't. So it's like, like the actual actors were a couple, and then they weren't. But it was this relationship between two... Um, uh, I, I want to th- say they were both women, but I can't actually confirm that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, because yeah, they were like... The one was identifying as a lesbian. Um Either way, it doesn't matter. Gender is yeah. a construct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so these two women, they the immediate connection they had was sexual. And I was watching it. I remember watching it on stage mm-hmm. and just like bawling because I was like, that is something I can never experience with a partner. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really, I couldn't really um, explain or verbalize it because my partner was, uh, my, my ex was working at the, there at the time. That's why I happened to be watching the play. Mm-hmm. And he came up to me after and he, he like saw that I was bawling. He's like, what's going on? I was like, it's so hard for me to see that because I know that's not what you expect from me. I know that's not what you get out of our relationship, but I know that's what you can get from other people. And it's something that I can never give you. And he's like, that's never at all something that I, I like want is from you. Like that's, you, you give me so many other things. Like you, you provide so many wonderful things in my life. And if that's never even crossed my mind, but like for some reason, it just felt like there was something that, I lacked that I wasn't able to ever provide and I just remember that was like so hard for me to watch and like understand and accept it sounds triggering yeah yeah which I didn't think it would be but yeah uh, yeah, it's crazy sometimes you cannot plan when when you have a strong emotional reaction to something oh yes trauma baby trauma there you go hello again here you are oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) welcome back into my life yes yes haven't thought about you for a while nice to see you (laughs) oh no wait terrible to see you um Mm -hmm. (laughs) i uh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you and talk about something something interesting that you mentioned because this is something that mm-hmm. I have very much been uh, dealing with lately actually is yeah. the fact is breakups within polyamory and how yeah you know other other partners of yours can be a supportive figure to you um, yeah. while you're going on with a breakup and like that nuanced experience um, because I feel like that's that's an interesting one isn't it like for sure. It's, uh, it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, it's so interesting. Cause yeah, no one who isn't, who isn't Polly would really understand. Cause, and I, I was dating this girl and, uh, again, shitty because I was an experiment for her and I oh. realized it too late. Uh, and so she specifically was like, Oh, it must be really nice to be Polly because if you break up with someone, at least you have someone else. And I was like, that's not really how that works. Like it it's still a heartbreak. Like it's still really hard. 
And when I broke up with her, when, when we ended, because it wasn't, again, there was no actual communication. She just stopped talking to me for, for a week and then was like, okay, we're good. And I was like, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And I remember being very upset about it. And the, yeah, the guy that I was seeing so. at the time, I was like crying about it. He's like, oh, I didn't realize like you were, I didn't realize that you cared so much about her. And I was like, yeah, I, like I really liked her. I really did. And so being able to like even talk about that and like sit with him and being like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize that was so hard for you. And just kind of like, like actually verbalizing to him, like, yeah, like she meant a lot to me. Like we, we had a lot of, like, we were, we were good friends before we started dating. And like, that was hard. That was really difficult. And so being able to communicate that and like, even with uh, my partner now explaining like what happened with my ex and talking with him, like it comes up here and, and now, but it's, it's nice to be able to like share that like dating experience and he doesn't ever like get mad or upset about it. He's just there to listen and to be able to be like, this is what I was experiencing when I was with him and it's not how I feel with you. And my partner is like not upset, you know, like I'm, I'm saying, mm -hmm. Oh, when I was with X, like, uh, he would do this and he would say this, but when I, but with you, I don't feel that. Or like to give an example, I used to clean my, I used to, I'm just going to call him X. I used sure. to clean X's house. Um, and he was living with his primary and they were just, they were both slobs. So I would come into their house and I would clean, clean their house. <laughs> That's and me. most That's of the time me. it was like dishes. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yes. And so I would do dishes. <laughs> and I remember talking to, I remember talking to X at the time and he was like, you know, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I know I don't, but I also feel like I do because if you break up with me, then you're going to be lacking that. Like I, I remember saying that to him and wow. again, that's yeah. the reason why our, our relationship was so toxic. Cause I felt like I had to, wow, wow. Um, yeah, even though yeah, he yeah. said I didn't, I still felt like I had to. Um, but with my partner now, I, I, whenever, whenever I'm at his house, I'm always cleaning and I don't, I don't feel that pressure. I don't feel like, oh, if I don't clean, like he's not going to want me back. Like he's not going to want me around. And I remember verbalizing that to him and being like, I, I clean because I just, I want to clean and it's, you know, I know it makes you happy, but I'm not like, oh, if I do this, it makes him happy, uh, where I felt like that with my ex. And so being able to verbalize that with my current partner where he doesn't be like, oh, you're comparing me to X, like yeah. that's, it's very nice. Yeah. It's just like to verbalize it with a partner who gets it. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really vulnerable conversation to have, like an yeah. intimate conversation yeah. to have with this new partner to be like, yeah. I was trying to prove my worth to this, <laughs> yeah. to my ex, you know, like I yeah. was constantly feeling like I needed to, um, you know, show that I was lovable, yeah. like stuff like that is yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. deep, deep pain that you have yeah. surrounding yeah. that. Like, like, so to share that with, you know, your new partner, like as a new partner receiving that, I would be like, oh my God um yeah like thank you for sharing like that so yeah. um that's so important for me to know that about mm -hmm. you um because yeah. I never want to make you feel like you have to do that with me I don't want to mm. make you don't have to prove your worth to me you know you yeah. are worthy you're worthy of love even if we mm. break up even if we are fighting even yeah. if we you know have our our conflicts and things that don't work for us like mm -hmm. you are lovable you're easy to love yeah you are not yes. hard to yeah. love like that and that would to mm -hmm. me that would be yeah just such a meaningful conversation to have um mm -hmm. with someone and and like yeah. you know to say not to say that you know in polyam dynamics uh you know, some people don't want to hear about the ex. That's fine too. Yeah, you know, yeah, we all yeah, have different boundaries fine, yeah. around how much we yeah. want to integrate with, you know, the other partners and your metamors and like exes and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that's fine too. But like, um, yeah, I'm a person that would want to hear that information and I would, mm -hmm. and I would, uh, feel like that would bring us closer to know that about you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good too. Cause usually if I'm going to bring up my ex, I'll, I'll be like, uh, I'll say I'll start and then I'll be like I'm yeah. I'm gonna be ask. talking about X yeah, yeah. and yeah. he'll be like yeah that's okay that's okay yeah are you okay uh, for me to like talk about yeah yeah, yeah. Ask talk about this yeah yeah do you have spoons yeah. right now you know maybe it is a little <laughs> emotional to hear about stuff like that and sometimes it's okay mm -hmm. you know sometimes they feel okay to hear about stuff like that and yeah. sometimes maybe it's not the day so 
Um, yeah. yeah, I love to hear that that's kind of the, the question to ask first, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the, it's an interesting thing about breakups. Um, I, I, will, I will say, <laughs> Holly, <laughs> I have had two breakups in the past under a month. Um, yeah. wow. and, and like Ouch. just over three weeks, I've had two breakups. Oh. Um, so I'm sorry. yeah, it's been it's rough. wild. It's been rough. Yeah. I, I do feel like I've literally just been hit with a semi, <laughs> like I've, I've just been hit with a yeah. truck. I feel so yeah. just emotionally, just yeah, absolutely that's, leveled. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh. Um, Thankfully, yeah. I do have a partner who has been, mm-hmm. who has been, as you mentioned, as you said, like, like a rock to have, yeah. you know, someone there that you, I feel like also like, and there are, there are a lot of ways a breakup somewhere else in the polycule can strengthen bonds mm-hmm. in another part of the polycule, you know, just the yeah. act of uh, supporting someone when they are just down, you know, that can yeah. bring you just like, just like we were saying about these kind of intimate conversations about past relationship trauma. It's like, yeah. you know, being able to be there for someone in the moment when they're going through a really hard time is also something that can really bond you. It's, it's yeah. really, it's also like an act of self, selflessness in a way. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like they're going in it being like, look at me being selfless, because that's not how selflessness works. Yeah. But them being able to just like sit and listen about like just how you are experiencing, like how you feel about something that is like outside of them mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. sitting there and listening. And sometimes that's literally all you need. I just need to say this thing. I just yeah. need to splutter everywhere. Yeah, I don't uh, need like... Um fix it you know a response Mm -hmm. of like okay let's fix it let's make you feel better sometimes it's just like i just need to be talked i just need to talk at you and have you be like an active listener to me right now yeah and you know it's like it's not helpful for them to be like okay well fuck them i still love you you're like that's not the point like that's not how that works like so yeah i mean my partner now is, is wonderful and great and you know has never made me feel like it's oh I don't want you to talk about this because I love you so why do they matter and it's like the, he he gets it like he understands yeah exactly that's a good point it's like um and again if you do have these instincts instinctual feelings mm-hmm. then that's okay too and you've just gotta you know maybe that's mm-hmm. something you need to work mm-hmm. on and address and figure out why you're feeling that way but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like whenever I've experienced a breakup, because the same thing has happened, like I've had partners who have had breakups with other partners while I've yeah. been dating them. It's like yeah. the thing of, you know, yeah, you would never jump to like, well, I I don't know that I, I'm jealous that you're so hurt about this other breakup. Yeah. Like that's not a thought exactly. that I would have. Yeah. The, the thought I'm having is like, oh my God, poor baby. Like come here. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry yeah. that you're feeling this way. I'm, you're I'm, feeling this. Uh, pain. And mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate that you're feeling this way. But yeah, like to yeah. me, I don't, I don't think of all the breakups I've experienced in those ways I've ever, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of, that's kind of a shitty thought to be like, well, harumph, like, why yeah, you ever I know. this upset well, that about was my me? Ex, so. It's yeah. like <laughs> yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's people like that though. So yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. There are people who act that way. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And mm-hmm. I wish a very therapy to them. <laughs> I wish Same. a very, a very, Same. very therapy to them. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone needs therapy, but you know, <laughs> some yeah. people a little bit more. Yeah, some people more than others. Uh, if only it was accessible mm. to everyone, that would be fabulous. Oh, uh, God, I know. Uh, oh. so fucking expensive. It's like hiring a sex worker. Yep. It's a fucking luxury purchase. <laughs> like, yeah, it's no, a luxury seriously. service. Yeah. It's like hiring a fucking yeah. sex worker. And yeah. like, mental health is not a luxury. Sorry. No, <laughs> Sorry about it. No, it really shouldn't be. No. Yeah. Our government fails us every day. Uh. Yes, so excruciatingly, so devastatingly, doesn't it? But um, yeah, it, it's interesting, the thing you mentioned, um, like somebody responded to you uh, when you were mm-hmm. upset about a breakup, but you still had other partners of being like, well, you shouldn't be upset, you still have a partner. It's like, no, the yeah. 
you know, the fact that I still have a partner doesn't mitigate ha- that I have a yeah. complete broken heart. Like, that's like I, still yeah. a process you go through, mm-hmm. just like if, you know, you didn't have w- one. You're still you're still devastated, broken hearted, all those things that would happen yeah. with literally anyone else having a breakup, you know. Yeah, I think that kind of also goes hand in hand with sometimes I feel like this poly guilt because mm. I have a partner but I'm still dating. And then I know people who are single and I'm like, I'm not like, I have a wonderful partner. I'm very happy, but I'm, I'm still dating. Like it's so, it's so hard for me to like rationalize it. Cause I'm like, I shouldn't tell myself I can't date. Cause there are people who are single who can't even find like one person right. and they only want yeah. one person, yeah. you know? And I feel like I get caught in that a lot of the time. Yeah. And I've got three and like, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I have felt that also like, when especially through the throughout the pan- pandemic right like some people are truly mm-hmm. alone like alone yeah alone yeah and my uh, you know myself being a sex worker i actually come in contact with those people mm-hmm. a lot because that's can oh. often be a motivator yeah. for people to book my services right um yeah for sure yeah and sometimes i do uh, feel that as well where i'm like wow i literally yeah like a, for the past six months i had three partners and i was like Wow, I am just grateful, you know, I'm so grateful to have these people in my life when some people don't have anyone, you know? Yeah, sometimes you feel like, oh, God, I... Do I deserve deserve all this? I'm like, oh, God, yeah. 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 That's that mental health again, you know? Oh, (laughs) I know, there's a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guilt is is the thing that it's not, like, suddenly Mm -hmm. just popping up. It's probably an ongoing thing that you had to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something about not feeling worthy or something. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Something, something, worthiness, something, something. Yeah, Uh... (laughs) not loved as a child, you know, blah, blah. Oh, God, yeah, that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Call me yeah. trauma, call me trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, something else I wanted to talk to you about, because I found this so interesting last time we talked, um, mm. uh, about your aceness, about your asexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned, like, just to kind of delve into, like, the differences and the nuances um, mm-hmm. that you experience uh while having sex and identifying as mm-hmm. being ace and on the ace spectrum. Um, something you said to me the first time we talked was like, oh, I still, I love the physical sensations. Like the physical sensations yeah. happening is like mm-hmm. something that I desire and want and need for my mental health mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. Um, are we yeah. able to talk about like that versus like, how you feel, you know, how, how it, that stuff can be separate from being attracted to another person and doing sex and masturbating for those reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for sure. I think like my, my biggest like comparison that I've found helpful is like, I can, like, I still can, um, you know, I I can still eat something even when I'm not hungry. Mm, If that mm, makes sense. mm. Like, here's I do that this often, actually. Meal. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last yeah, night, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm going to make yeah, a bag of popcorn. I just need it for comfort. Don't eat it, but, uh, yeah. I'm not hungry, yeah, but yeah, I need you it, go. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't feel hungry. I just, I'm just going to eat. Like, I'm going to eat because either it's, it's presented to me, it, it looks delicious, uh, yep. or like, you know, I'm bored. Like, there's yep. many reasons to eat. Um, yes, yes, but yes, I yes, don't yes. feel hunger. Like, it's not driven by like, my stomach being like, oh, I'm hungry and I just really need to fucking put something in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, that it's kind that of time comparison. Of the day, uh, you know? I, yeah, yeah. It's that time yeah. of the day. To, it's the time of the day I should mm-hmm. eat something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I still feel, I guess, there's like a level of guilt because, again, like, I, I think, like, masturbating for me is the same as like sex. Like, I don't, it doesn't really matter if i if i'm getting off it's just easier for me to do it myself yeah uh but it's also like you know i can't like i'm not in uh, like i'm i'm with my partner and i'm like making out and like you know feeling his hands on my body and it's it feels nice mm-hmm. but i'm i'm not like 
damn, this is so hot. <laughs> yes. Like, that doesn't come across to me. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, what? where do you want me to position myself that feels the best for you? Like, that's what I'm, uh, that's where my mind is at. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. Now, you're feeling good. I'm just going to grab my vibrator and finish off myself. Like, it, that, it's very, like, mechanical, I guess, in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. Like, I, I still like to get off. Like, I still like to, you know, ride my boyfriend, uh, yeah. because I like to see him in pleasure. Like, that is something I enjoy. Yeah. But it's never like, oh, man, this is so fucking sexy. I'm so turned on, right? Like, that is never a thought that I have. And, like, mm-hmm. for me, masturbation is just kind of like, all right, put this place, put this thing here, and, uh, like... Until this happens. my body... <laughs> yeah, put my body in this position, um... You know, and half the time I'm thinking about something else, like a, like a show I watched or like yeah. I need to get groceries. So what what do I need to put on that list? Uh, I mean, that's so relatable. I think we've all had no. those moments during sex <laughs> where our yeah. mind wanders okay, and good. we're like, hmm, good. what am I going to eat later? Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of just like me all the time. I'm just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's just easy. It's better for, I, I like uh, to get to the end because I, I like the cuddling part. And it's it, that's not me being like, okay, can we just get this over with? It's not that at all. Like, I still, like, I really enjoy seeing my partner um, having pleasure. Like, that's kind of why I have sex. Yeah, and I I think that that's, you look forward, you look most forward to the cuddling after isn't Mm -hmm. even a thing that's super Mm -hmm. foreign, like, to people who are not ace or not on the spectrum. (laughs) Because I think, Mm -hmm. like, specifically in the kink world, um, because this is something Mm -hmm. I experienced a lot, a lot of people um, do the scene, you know, if it's like a suffering or pain scene, a lot of people do the scene to get to the aftercare, right? Right. To get through it, to know they got through it, to knew they were strong enough to get through it and to earn a reward maybe. Like, again, lots of different reasons why why someone look, look forward to that part. But like, you know, maybe the scene was like an act of service and yeah. yeah, the aftercare is like, you know, something that's just for them yeah. now. And you know what yeah. I mean? So like, I, that's something that's not uncommon in the kink world to mm. do yeah, it yeah, for I've the aftercare, which is, you know, kind of like yeah. snuggling time, snack time, cuddly time, yeah. chit chat time, uh, yeah. emotionally yeah. intimate yeah. time. It can be too, you know, talking yes. about mm-hmm. um, sometimes mm-hmm. after sex, people are more able to, you know, your, your guards are kind of down, right? And your, your chemicals are pumping. So you're sometimes those conversations flow a little easier after sexual encounters too mm-hmm. um i like that this uh that you likened it to like being hungry and food that's kind of, that's a really interesting yeah. comparison right um mm-hmm. that i think people can identify with uh, yeah. there are lots of reasons you eat there are lots of reasons you have sex like e- even as non-ace mm-hmm. people people who are not on the ace spectrum there are yeah. like Right now, if there are listeners listening, right now, think mm-hmm. about all the reasons you have sex. Write them down. I you bet there's sex. like, exactly. I bet there's like 20. Yes. You know? Oh my gosh. And I think that's what drives me crazy too, is where they're like, but you're asexual and you have sex. Yeah. I'm like, is the only reason you have sex because you're sexually attracted to them? Like, it's baffling to me that people even have that thought. Because yes. I'm like, yes. I feel bad for you. Like, there's so <laughs> There's so much more to it. Yeah. 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 And specifically also, like for me again, um, who's a kink, I'm a kink practitioner. It's like, mm. that's a thing we talk about very often. And that's like some of my first questions I ask, um, like in prof- mm-hmm. a professional context before doing a scene with people, I'm like, you know, okay, what are the intentions of this? Like, why do you do this? Yeah. You know, like, how does it make yeah. you feel? And I feel like, you know, in non-kink sex, those questions are, you know, off, like nobody t- says that before Missed, yeah. you start having yeah. sex, you know, that that's not yeah. very common. Right. Um, yeah. But it's something that maybe should be, you know, like, because. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I would love that. Yeah. If you can really get on the same page about, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on inside and what this is mm-hmm. doing for you, really, then mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that. You know, if you know yeah. that information about someone, it's like the more information you know, that the, the better it's going to get mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. So, like, how can I, I better assist, you know, and encourage your experience, whatever the intention may be, 
You know, if the yeah. experience is I'm doing this to feel close to you, like that's why we're having sex mm -hmm. today. I just feel yeah. like I want to feel close to you. I feel like I want to feel vulnerable and intimate with mm -hmm. you. Then that's going to look a lot different than another intention, yeah. you know, of like, I'm bored and let's do this thing together because yeah. we're here together and let's waste an hour yeah. right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like something to do. <laughs> you yeah, know what? Something actually that. Mm hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know what? I feel like there was an episode of How I Met Your Mother, which is, you know, a, sh a fine show, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I do remember yeah, yeah. this one, uh, this one episode of like the uh, Willow character. I forget the actress's name, but <laughs> Willow oh, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. was like trying yeah, to have, yeah. I think they were trying to have they're trying to they they're essentially making a list like this of like all the different reasons you uh, could have sex yeah. i think they were trying to make like have sex in all the different for all the different reasons something like reasons. that okay yeah something, something like, like that. that yeah yeah anyway yeah. what were you gonna say yeah i was just gonna say uh what i really like and it, it also i think works for my partner too because again he just likes to sit and play video games um <laughs> is that a lot of the time a lot of the time, our sex is very efficient because he'll be like, so I was thinking of going to the bedroom. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it's never, it's never that, like, I got, I don't know. I don't really like playing that, like, moment of, like, are we going to have sex? Like, yeah, that's not my not thing. I don't yeah, like that weird. Just... Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> okay, cool. We'll be like, okay, what can we do? Well, we could play, we could play this game or, you know, I could go downstairs and play this game. You could play this game. Or, like, we could go in the bedroom. I was like... Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Let's go to the bedroom. Let's do that. Yeah. So it's very nice and efficient. And he's like, this is so nice. I was like, I'm so glad you feel the same. <laughs> You're both very efficient individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. We have 20 minutes. We could do the, uh, you know, yeah. any of okay, these three things. Okay, going into the <laughs> yeah. bedroom, that's the thing. Great. Let's go do that for the next mm -hmm. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of foreplay in itself, you know, it's like, let's, exactly, because that's the, the thing of like opting in, you know, like, let's be clear about our communication and let's both opt yes. in to 20 minutes in the bedroom. Great. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. we're both feeling yeah. like that's a good idea. Awesome. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of sex yeah. should and he's maybe like, start you're with the... that conversation, too. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be like, if you're not feeling it, I can just go and do it myself. I'm like, no, no, I'll join you. <laughs> It's great. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one of us could go in the bedroom, <laughs> or yeah. you know, that's one of the three options. Continue playing video yeah, games. Exactly. Just one of us yeah. goes, or both of us goes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's great. I love it. Four players, its finest. Mm -hmm. Wow, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, Holly. <laughs> I feel like we should be wrapping up at this time. Yeah. I would love yeah. for you, since we mentioned video games a bunch, I'd love for you to drop mm. your Twitch and like. Um, I know your yeah. Instagram got hacked, so maybe you want to know, tell people about God. your new account uh, so that yes. they can well, follow actually, your it's new great. one. It's great because I can rebrand across the board because it's just Hools K. Oh, perfect. H-O-O-L-S-K-A-Y uh, on Twitch and now on Instagram. Perfect. Uh, so quite honestly, this hacker made my life easier, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Thank you for your service. Yeah. yeah. It's my positive spin on it, at least. Oh, totally. Right. Yeah. It's the silver lining. But yeah, it was funny. We were like chatting about like, okay, uh, when are we going to record and blah, blah, blah. And then like uh, the next day, your uh, hacked account yeah. messaged me. And they're like, you? yeah, and, and they're like, you know, some something like, oh, I have this investment send, send opportunity this or, or yeah. something, oh, something yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was like, for a like, quick oh. second, I was like, what does what? this have to do with the podcast? And then I was like, oh, no way. Yes. This is the hacked account. Report, yes. report, report. That's the thing. That's how they get it. Like, that's how they get you. So I've been trying to tell everyone. Because we been were trying literally to tell just talking. Like, don't. <laughs> Not, yes and that's happened a couple times people are like your other account just messaged me I'm yeah, like, yeah. Oh, hilarious oh my god yeah. crazy so that account is no longer um yeah. but yeah uh who's k on twitch and on instagram that's uh i stream about three to four times a week so nice uh it's fun i'm enjoying it a lot 
Yeah. Okay, awesome. I hope everyone uh, is interested to go, to go and watch some of your Twitch streams. For yeah, me, hi. yeah, come say hi. Um, and places you can come say hi to me. I mean, at the Lady Pim One on Twitter, that's where I'm most active. If you must follow me on Instagram, we have at the Bedpost Podcast, and then we have at the Lady Pim. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's the Bedpost Show. We have a YouTube channel. It's the Bedpost Show. And I never like to go an episode without mentioning the lovely lady who does all my original music. Uh, that is Stephanie Copeland. And she is at stephcopelandmusic.com. Holly, this has been so fabulous and lovely. Thank you so much for talking so to me. It was so fun. Yes. Thank you. Love a pandemic conversation, virtual pandemic conversation. Uh, yeah, everyone, I so hope fun. you enjoyed it. Uh, we will see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the studio talking about sex and sexuality. Get fucked, everybody. Uh, goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.